Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Women in Western podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm your host, Cheyenne Draves, and I hope you guys are all having a fabulous NFR week. Um, For those of you that can't be there, I hope you're having a good time watching it at home and seeing all of the fun fashion and content coming out online. Um, I am not there yet, but I will be there. This comes out on a Wednesday. I'm heading to Vegas on Thursday. I'll be there till Saturday. Um, So I get to go enjoy um, a little bit of Vegas action. I'm really excited for that. I've been really enjoying um, watching the rounds on TV with my husband at home. We are big fans of um, kind of the bareback, but mostly the saddle bronc. I love rough stock. Um, So that's been our favorite event to watch. And the barrel racing this year, I feel like has been really cool to watch as well. One of my favorite um, horses is Cassie Mowry's horse, Will, that giant gray horse. He's been really cool to watch. And I've also been really enjoying um, watching Bailey Choate with her horse, Boozer, Um, her rookie year. This has been really cool to watch. So in the barrel racing and then Lisa Lockhart on her... um, that young gray horse. The the barrel racing this year has just been so fun to watch. So I've been really enjoying it. I'm excited to be there. I'm actually not going to be able to go to the rodeo, um, but obviously going to be watching while I'm there. We do have tickets to see Cody Johnson on the 9th. So I'm really excited for that. If any of you guys are going this Friday to see Cody Johnson in Vegas, I will see you there. Um, Do not hesitate to DM me on Instagram so we can meet up. I'd love to meet any of you guys. I'll be at Cowboy Christmas the day of the 10th. Um, I'm just super excited to be there. It's going to be a really good time. Um, So getting on into this week's episode, I always start every episode with a highlight of the week. And this week, I will have to say my highlight of the week has been just like the nights at home, um, watching the rounds of the NFR. Um, on TV with my husband. I just love nights like that. Put the baby to bed. Um, You know, if I wasn't pregnant, I'd grab a glass of wine, but just been grabbing a diet Dr. Pepper (laughs) and sitting on the couch watching um, the national finals rodeo with my husband. It's been really nice. We got Christmas decorations up this past week. We got a tree. I am team real tree all the way. We do live in Colorado, so we have the option to go cut one down. It just never works out to where we can go do that. So we did get one from Home Depot, which is fine. It's a beautiful tree regardless. And so we got our tree up. We got all of our decorations done. For those of you that have been following along on my Instagram, um, we have this room in my house (laughs) that is like, it's been just like our storage room and it's actually going to be um, our baby's room and our son gets here in March. So I only have a couple more months, but this room has been full of just like our junk, like not even our junk, like our whole life stored in there, like just everything. So I've been trying to go through that to get everything moved um, to store in our barn so we can actually get like floors put in this room and have a nursery for this baby by the time he gets here. So I worked a lot on that this weekend. And then, like I said, got um, Christmas decorations up this weekend was fun too. Cause we had, um, a couple of our really good friends come over and process a bunch of deer and elk with us. Um, for those of you that don't know, my husband and I are huge hunters. So we every year process our own meat after we harvest an animal. We have two friends. Um, they had two deer. We had one deer and one elk. So basically the um, whole weekend we had them over processing deer in our garage. I could not be a part of that 
a lot because raw meat has been making me puke my guts out with this pregnancy. So I feel really bad. I couldn't help as much as I should have. Um, but that being said, we had them over to process some meat and um, we got everything done in a day. It was really nice. Got dinner afterwards. So it's just been a really fun, nice weekend into this week. Um, I'm really looking forward to going to Vegas. A bunch of my family members are going. I was not going to go, but I found out first my brother and his girlfriend were going. Then I found out my cousin was going. Then my other cousin was going. And I looked at my mom. I was like, we just need to flip and go. (laughs) I was like, we just need to go and have fun. I am bringing Josephine. So for those of you that are going to be there, you can meet her too. She's got some killer outfits planned. So it's going to be a really good time. I am so excited to be in Vegas. Oh, another highlight I wanted to to touch on on the podcast. Me and my cousin have a company called Dandy Lashes, and we sell um, false strip lashes. We sponsor um, the Miss Rodeo America and all of the state title holder of Rodeo Queens. And um, so it's been really cool to see the Miss Rodeo America pageant and see all the beautiful ladies in their dandy lashes. There's a new Miss Rodeo America crowned. Um, So it was really cool to see that. But the National Finals Rodeo Flag Girl team, last year we sponsored them, and this year we sponsored them as well. So this year, all of the lovely ladies running flags and running sponsor flags in the Thomas and Mac are all wearing dandy lashes. And that has been really cool to see, um, not only on TV, like on the cowboy channel, but seeing all the content on Instagram. Um, that's just been a really cool for full circle, awesome thing for, um, my cousin and I to see our brand in the Thomas and Mac arena. So thank you to the national finals rodeo flag girls for, um, sporting our lashes. You all look beautiful. So with that being said, we'll get right on into this week's episode, and I am obsessed with this week's episode. Um, We have Thea Larson on. She is the founder of Cowgirls Over Coffee. For those of you that don't know what Cowgirls Over Coffee is, we're going to get into all of that, but basically she's created this community for ranch women living in rural communities that don't feel like they truly have their own community, these goal-driven moms that are also being ranch wives that just need a sense of community. She's created that for women across the United States. States. And it's been so cool to see. She has an amazing story. She has a very extensive um, background with rodeo. And, you know, like she um, has been all over the place right now. She's living um, on a ranch in Nebraska. She's just an awesome human being, has phenomenal life advice on top of just explaining what she does with Cowgirls Over Coffee. And I think you guys are all going to love the concept she has with this. Um, I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. With that being said, we'll get right on into the episode. All right, ladies, please welcome Thea Larson to the podcast. Thea, I'm ex- I'm so excited to have you on. I've been following Me you for too. quite a while. And yes, and I've been wanting to have just conversation with you and talk to you about kind of what you have going on, especially with Cowgirls Over Coffee. We'll get into that in a little bit. But let's start out just introducing yourself, like where you're from, where you live now, and kind of what you do. That's like the worst question, right? It's like writing the about page or like your Instagram bio, but... I always try to yeah, keep it the, the icebreaker of like, oh, hi, I'm Thea. Yes. Hi. And I always want to like go linear, linearly, but is that the right word where you're like, uh, anyways, I have a really hard time being concise. So um, feel free to like interrupt me and like be like, wrap it up, Thea. But um, Oh no, I, you're fine. Go on. I currently live in the Sandhills of Nebraska. Um, my husband, I married my husband in 2015 and I moved out here. Um, so that's been like my life out here. I grew up in Northern Idaho, in Sandpoint, Idaho, just a little bit south of the Canadian border. And I 
followed my career. I was very into my career and good at my career and kind of sucky at my personal life. <laughs> so, and I moved all over. I moved from Idaho. What was your New career? Me. What were you doing at the oh, time? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is what took me all over the place. I went to college, obviously. I have two bachelor's degrees, one in business and one in communications because I'm old. And at the time, or at the University of Idaho, where I went to school, we didn't have like a PR thing, but that's what I was really interested in. And it kind of like perfectly married what I do. Like, you know, God has a plan because like all the communication stuff. So I have like, a, I have an actual degree in com- communications and journalism and business. So my very first job out of college was with um, Expo New Mexico, which hosts the New Mexico State Fair. So I moved down there. I was the event coordinator for the PRCA rodeo and concert series um, during the fair, which is a 17 day event. And then um, I was an event coordinator during the interim time. So we did like horse, everything from concerts to WWE to horse shows and that sort of thing. But that's where I really Really fell in love with the rodeo because where I grew up, I was in Northern Idaho. My grandparents had what I now say as a ranch in quotation marks because it was only a, like, it's nothing, nothing like what we do today um, with my husband and his family. But um, I grew up with horses and all that kind of stuff, but I never was in rodeo. Like I never was in that until it was in my job. So I did that for a while. I was, and then I was promoted to the director of sponsorship and promotions. So then I was really deeply, even though it was for the entire fair and the entire property, um, a lot of it was PRCA related. So I did that, loved it. And then I had a boyfriend. <laughs> Again, I was really bad at my personal So was life. <laughs> yes, right. And he wanted to move to Las Cruces. And so um, he got a, a ranch foreman job down there. And so I applied for a job and I ended up being the CEO of the United Way of Southwest New Mexico for five years which was awesome, but I, my heart was definitely not in the nonprofit work. Like it was really hard for me. And I really miss like the Western way of life and rodeo of all that stuff. And so I randomly started a magazine called dirt road daughters magazine. And, um, I did all of it myself because like we were talking before we got on together, like, Oh, I had to figure out a podcast. So I had to do all this stuff. I was like randomly, how hard can it be to do a magazine? So I learned in design and I figured out publishing and it was so hard. It was so freaking hard. but um, Oh my goodness. I couldn't imagine just trying to up and start like, I'm going to start my own magazine. I mean, I'm sure your education helped you with that, but that sounds like a whole beast that I wouldn't even know where to start. It's kind of like Bambi walking through the woods is kind of my whole approach to life. Like I just kind of hope for the best and like wander my way through. But um, so I did that and I love that. But that's where I met a lot of like my really good friends today. Like I was just, I started in Twitter and it was like, I met my very best friend in the whole wide world is Meg Scales. And she, we were like Twitter friends. And then I was like, it was so contrary to like when the internet first came out when we were kids and people were like, don't tell people who you are on the internet and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so Meg and I were like, Hey, um, let's do a photo shoot. And I like just flew out there randomly. And then she had um, a friend of hers who was trying with Greeley Hatworks. He picked me up at the airport and like, so I've made all these great connections, but it's literally like, do not recommend. Like, this is not a wise choice. Like I needed an adult, but I was Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. But I did that for a while. And then I was really tired of my CEO position, although I made, I learned so much about being executive and leading teams and like a real, like a real corporate executive leadership position. So that was amazing that I learned so much, but I missed the rodeo. So when the position for the executive director of the Greeley Stampede opened up, um, Meg lived in Fort Collins that, that I was kind of with the whole Northern Colorado people there. I applied for that and I got that and I moved to Greeley, Colorado 
and I ran that rodeo for two seasons. And then I met my husband um, accidentally during the National Western Stock Show at a bar because super classy. And um, we. So, what's up- the timeline of this? What oh year gosh. are you in Greeley? Because I um, currently run flags at the Greeley Stampede every what? year. I'm part of the flag team. Yeah, are yeah, I'm really? here. In, yeah, I'm, I'm in Frederick, Colorado. I was there for the 2013 and 2014 events were under my leadership. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I moved out to the middle of nowhere. I started consulting, um, doing marketing consulting on my own because, you know, people don't really hire CEO consultants. They don't right. want you just be <laughs> a CEO consultant. So market and marketing, marketing and communications. And what is now content marketing has always been my jam because that's how really great sponsorship marketing works as well when you're really leveraging a sponsorship. And I was like so steeped in that from my time at Expo New Mexico and my time at the Stampede. So um, I kind of did that. And then I had a, when I moved out here, I had two Instagram accounts. One was Cowgirl Style Style Diaries, and this was late 2014, um, and uh, and, uh, Women in Western those were my two accounts and like one was like business related and one was fashion related and it's really hard to run two accounts. So anyways, that was the very beginning of cowgirls over coffee and I was consulting on the side. But when I got pregnant with my first child in 20 late 2015, I didn't want to be driving to consult because I wasn't really sure what pregnancy was going to be like. I was like, can I drive for 12 hours and be pregnant? Like turns out like pregnancy does not slow me down. Like having a baby that was like hitting a wall but the pregnancy like I I'm like a good old campaigning cow like I can have I love it pregnancy I'm really good at but I did quit consulting so I wouldn't be driving around and then I just concentrated on cowgirls was then cowgirl style style diaries and it evolved to the cowgirl diaries because I didn't want to just talk about style because I'm not I don't think I'm very stylish um really more like processes and planning and business is more in my jam and that's when it became cowgirls over coffee because it was always supposed to be about conversation because I was freaking lonely that is why I started it all that's why I started the magazine back in the day is because I was like I wanted to connect with women with the same interests and passions and like level of excitement I had about business and the Western way of life and the Western industry and all of the things. So that is. So you have like the coolest (laughs) journey. I have so many questions. Well, it's kind of cool with like the cowgirl and style you were talking about because 2014, I feel like was the beginning of like peak fashion and like that was your way of like getting around on the internet like I remember all these accounts were coming up for like national finals rodeo and Calgary Stampede and all the big rodeos like you know we're having these like influencers quote-unquote early days of you know women going on and sharing outfits so that was probably like your way of being like I want to get in somehow so I'm gonna go in this way (laughs) yes well and it was so funny because I knew everyone in the industry like in the Western rodeo industry or not everyone, I shouldn't overstate my importance, but I knew (laughs) quite a few people, you know, but I didn't really know anyone in the fashion side of things. And so cowgirls, when it was cowgirl style diaries, it blew up to like 20,000 people really early, like in the early days, because there wasn't, it wasn't really saturated as far as like the, the style that was being shared. And a lot of it was just resharing of things too. Like that was before we were even actually influencing and wearing our own stuff. And I never really wanted to be like a quote unquote influencer. I, even before that, like, I didn't want the account to be about me. That's why I had the diaries part in it. Like I wanted it to be like stories from other people. 
So there, I wasn't on it a lot and people reached out to me because they wanted to collaborate with me on NFR, like in the really early days, like, um, like this was, this was like 2016, I think was when I was, I went out there for, for cowgirls for my own stuff. And I remember going to booths because, um, they had reached out to me and wanted me to stop by and I wasn't charging anybody. Like I was just doing it for exposure, but they had no idea who I was because my face wasn't on my Instagram, right? Like (laughs) rarely, rarely, rarely. So you're like the creator of this super. Yes. And I just quit. I, I just quit. I just, I just quit introducing myself because it was so awkward to be like, hi, it felt like, like, don't you know who I am? Like you asked me to come here. My name is yeah. Larson with the, with Calvary Diaries. It was so awkward. It was the absolute worst. It was, I, you know, I was not good at it. Now I'm better at it because it's so hard, like making the transition. I had no problem. Like selling hard sponsorships for, uh, for Albuquerque, for our rodeo there or for Greeley. Like, because I was like, it wasn't about me. Like it was about the product that I had. And all of a sudden when I'm talking to people, like it's about me, like I'm selling myself. And I think that's like, as a content creator, like that's the hardest thing to like, not feel like you're being like super self-absorbed and arrogant. So like, I don't know. I think we do not give people enough credit for the cojones it takes to like step up and be like, hi, I'm Thea. I have 49,000 followers on Instagram and not feel like you're being such a tool. Like, well, exactly. It's It's so true that like we're, (laughs) yes, we're like required to show our faces so much more on these pages, like in order to succeed business wise, because people like want that face. They don't just want like the content. So that's so funny that you had to go through like that evolution. Um, And so talking about that. So current life now, what do you do right now? You said you live in Nebraska. How many kids do you have? Okay. So current life right now, I live in Nebraska in the Sandhills and I live on my husband's family ranch. He manages his portion of the ranch and I, um, I work with him sometimes, but I'm like, I'm definitely a ranch wife, not a rancher. Um, I'm more of a horse girl than a cowgirl, like, or like, I guess I'm a cow. You know what I mean? I I'm a horses person, not oh, a bovines yeah. person. And, um, Amen. so I love having cattle because it makes great horses. Like, um, but we have two kids. I have my six-year-old son, Oliver, and my four-year-old son, Elliot. And um, we just kind of do all of life. And Cowgirls Over Coffee is my primary my primary focus. That is my, my business. Now we have the membership and everything. And through my evolution of things, I ended up with Cowgirls Over Coffee is still not about me. You'll notice it's about the community because that's what I always wanted it to be about. And then I have it as a thing. So that's about me where I share like my personal, like, like my lifestyle and my personal as the person founding and behind the scenes of Cowgirls Over Coffee. And that's how I was able to like split those two things up kind of. And like, that's how I found to manage that like one foot on one foot off kind of. Deal. I love it. And so Cowgirls Over Coffee, give us, we kind of talked about how the early stages of it, how you were just kind of looking for community and someone to talk to, because it's so true. Us women in the Western community were so isolated because either we're living in these middle of nowhere places where there's no one around, or we might be in like even a semi-populated area, but there's no one around that like has things super in common with us. And that's just the beautiful thing about social media recently is it's like brought, you know, like people with such like mindedness together, but tell us kind of like what cowgirls over coffee is and what that looks like today. Kind of how that evolved. Um, I love that you say like with social media evolving into a connection and like, I am the annoying person who will always champion 
social media. Like I think it is such me it, too. It is a tool. It is a tool, and it can be a positive space. And I am like, I will get up on my soap books, my soap, my soap books, my soapbox, um, and talk about your personal responsibility and the accountability that you have to manage your experience on social media. Because I have, like I said, my best friend in the whole wide world I met on Twitter. Okay. Like, and we had lots of things in common outside of Twitter, but we connected via social media because again, you can kind of find your people. Right. So that's what I loved. I always, I started in, okay. There's just so much. And I apologize. Cause I feel like this is like it's encyclopedia Thea. No, um, we love it. This is, <laughs> this is what this is for. This is for you to come on here and tell your story. Cause the thing about right. podcasting, like we have Instagram, we have like our Twitters, we have like Facebook, but it's so hard to share long form content on that. Like we go on our stories every day, but no one learns like, how did she start her business? Like, where did she come from? Where did she do this? Oh, so this is like, even do? Yeah, like, who is she? <laughs> like, she just like, has this thing. So yeah, that's why I love podcasting is we can come on here and just like dump everything and tell people about all the things. Um, so I think it's also like the perfect, my journey to where I am right now is like the perfect, like snapshot into my brain and process that is just like, like, you know, they say, if you can't be a good example, be a terrible warning. I am a terrible warning of like indecision. And like, I'm such a creative squirrel brain person. So what I've always wanted to do, I loved events. That was my favorite thing from the fair. I loved events. I went to like some really high quality professional development conferences in my early career, well, throughout my career. And I loved that. And I wanted to bring that to rural Western women, because I feel like we're super underserved when it comes to employment opportunities, development opportunities. Like it's always bugged the crap out of me. Like, because most of the women who are living on ranches and doing that sort of, like they're highly educated, they're super intelligent, they're very ambitious and they get relegated into this like, um, stereotype of like a 1950s housewife, just because they don't have a quote unquote career, which ticks me off. So when I was doing Women in Western, like when I very first started that Instagram account, I started having brunches in Denver because we were there for National Western and also was usually there for WESA or WESA. I don't think anyone has an official. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's event. a confirmed. I've so, been calling it WESA, but maybe it's WESA. Who, right. who knows? I, I have heard it all the ways. I've heard it all the ways. Um, but so that is the Denver. It used to be based in Denver. Now they're in Dallas, but it's like the official Western um, fashion market happens twice a year year in January and September. So since I was out there and everyone, it was kind of like an NFR ish kind of thing where people were coming, buyers were coming and makers were coming and designers were coming. So I started hosting a brunch for people to network. And that was the whole start of this. And it's kind of like come for a circle. We had COVID, right? So things went more online. So we started doing more online workshops and then we brought it all together in, gosh, was it 2021, the early 2021, I think, is when I made it officially Cowgirls Over Coffee. I wanted the cornerstone to be conversation. Like we can learn so much for, from each other. And I wanted it to be conversations with, you know, women who are value growth and action and intention. Like that, that marriage of those things. And I often say too, it's like the ambition, it is the intersection of ambition and homemaking. Like you can have both of those things. So that's where Cowgirls Over Coffee has come to you at this point. It's an online membership. Um, it's 35. I don't know. Like I'm never secretive. I don't even hate it when you can't find like course prices or whatever prices are for it. It's $35 a month for the regular membership. It's $50, $55 a month for the business track part of our membership. And there are currently 160, 
160 or some members, active members in the membership. We have like, there's something going on all the time. And that's probably my greatest frustration. I'm again, my lack of being able to be concise is not good for my marketing messaging, but we have, there, it's not just me. Like, it's not like Thea is our coach and this is a giant group, group coaching program. It's not it at all. There's myself, I'm a facilitator and I like to facilitate. Um, and then I also have other women who are actually like my in real life person friends that I have invited to come onto the team and we're growing that as the membership is growing. So you're always fully supported by like peer level mentorship. And so we have six women in there who are helping me with that, that are, that have own big like million dollar businesses. They have had high level corporate positions. They are homesteaders and running a ranch. Like we have like this whole exactly where we're at, right? Like the people that it seems like you're the only person, but you're not. So we have weekly, what we call drop-ins, which is like a 90 minute window. It's kind of like office hours back in college, but like one of our mentors is hosting that one of our team members hosts it. And like, we just have these casual conversations, which they're intended to be casual. And I swear no one in cowgirls over coffee has the ability to have a casual conversation. Like we're immediately like digging up, like, I don't know, the deepest, darkest parts of our soul. And like, chatting about them and which is beautiful it's awesome but it always makes me crack up because I'm like we need to have some lighthearted stuff which we do because I can't be serious all the time like it's I don't know I'm a weird human being right but it's super super fun so we have those we have week we have monthly speakers and then in the business track every other month we have an expert like workshop kind of thing come on and we get it's really important to me because I feel like all of the learning opportunities that are out there right now are um, like beginner level. And I think that has been exacerbated by this, um, this narrative around, oh, you only have to be one or two steps ahead of someone to help them, which is true. But like, I want, like, we try to find experts where we can hit like not A to B, but let's get from C to D or let's get from E to F in our businesses. So we have workshops that are like that. We have it one month and then we work on that stuff. And then we have like an audit session the next month to talk about it and, and move forward that way. So We've always got something going on. And I like to tell people because it seems like if you just jump into Cowgirls Over Coffee, there's all this stuff going on, but like you don't, it's totally, it looks like there's a lot of stuff because I've made it so you can like completely personalize your experience. For example, we have our live calls and then we have replays that are available via video. Also, we have a private members only podcast so you can listen to everything we talk about just on a podcast. You never have to log in. You never have to make a live video. We have um, Facebook groups that are super active. We have a recap that is typed out there. So like you can like you design how you stay in contact with the membership and it's just beautiful. And I just love seeing women show up and we are all learning so much and everyone just is like, you always like, it's always like that. Oh my gosh, I thought it was just me, me moments that are happening inside there. Plus we're like, we're talking about, we're doing, like we have a monthly theme and we'll discuss self-talk or habit creation or, you know, we do, we go across the board. Like we've had mindset coach come in and talk to us. And then we had um, a gal come in and talk about meal planning. Like it's just all of the things, right? So it's really hard to make it like, Ooh, what's it? It's all of the things. And it's very fun. So I, um, I just love the membership and it's like a way to be connected. It's like a gym, you know, it's like a gym. Right. You don't have to go to every single class. You just go to the classes that you love when you can and utilize it, but you have to show up at some way, in some way. Right. To make it work. Yes. Well, 
I'm like obsessed with this idea because our last week's episode, it kind of reminds me of this a little bit. Um, we had Caroline Rose on, who is the founder of this company called Cattleman You. And she was kind of talking about the same thing, how like women are just looking for this like identity in on the ranch, like in their lifestyle, because a lot of us have just been thrown into this. We're living in this. It's our passion, but we're just like needing this like identity within, you know, like our identity. Like we are women in the Western community. We're cowgirls and we just like kind of need a niche and we need something to like hold on to and kind of improve. And so women that are like interested in this, um, becoming a part of this membership, which like this seems amazing. Like I, I'm going to have to look into signing up to this because this sounds amazing. Um, women that are looking into doing this, would you recommend this for women that kind of like have a direction and kind of just need something to go or people just looking for their identity or what kind of women is like this geared towards? Um, this is such a hard question, right? Like this is, this is the entrepreneur's like toughest question. I would say if you are, it's across the board because I see, oh, it's such a hard, it's a hard question to answer, but you need to have the drive. I think that you already need to have the mindset that you can control you, right? I think you need to have the mindset that you are in charge of framing every circumstance that comes your way. And you can use that and leverage that as a place to move yourself forward. Right. And I always say like, it's ambition. I talk about ambition a lot. And I think that ambition can either be translated into being the best rancher. You can be the the best entrepreneur. You can be the best mother you can be like, but there's a fire. Like it's a woman that has this like fire and drive inside of her. And I think also the mindset of personal accountability and personal, like you are in charge of you, like you have to do the work either way. And, um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be hard work because that's the other thing that's really hard is like, I know that season, especially of like little kids where you've completely lost your identity. Like you don't know, like you feel like I was completely incompetent for like at least four years. Like you just feel such a mess. So well, coming from someone that is currently in that state, I have a, I have a daughter that's turning two and I'm currently pregnant with my second. This pregnancy has been kicking my butt. And I was just kind of talking, um, to someone else about this recently, just about how in this season of your life, there is like a few year span where you're just like, I can't ride my horses right now. Like they're just sitting out there in the pasture. I'm useless. Like I, played blocks with my daughter all day, watch TV with her and go to bed. (laughs) Like what is life? So you're so right where there's that, just that span of time, like especially women in this like community where we had a purpose and we like had this direction and now we're like, oh, we're just in no man's land right now. (laughs) Yes. And I think that, I think it's extra hard for ambitious overachiever type women. Because if you are the kind of person, if you're the kind of woman who has always taken charge, who has always been to do, been able to do 10 or 12 things to everybody's two or three things, and then you hit this place, like, and no one can explain it to you. Like, Lord help us all. No one can explain it to you, the wall that you hit. And the one thing that I've learned, my oldest son um, also has some severe developmental delays. Um, likely on the autism spectrum. So we have a speech delay and again, some other developmental delays. So my season of like, it's like a, that, that one to four season has been stretched out a little bit because the learning curve have been so much smaller or so much longer. I wish smaller, but, um, so I, 
I want to tell, like, I tell all the girls whenever they have, when they're in this season in the membership, I'm like, especially ones who have their own business, you're, you're not going to miss anything. I promise you, promise you, promise you, you are not going to fall behind. And I think that's the biggest lie that we believe. And that's the external pressure we put on ourselves that kills us. That is what's killing you. That is what's stressing you out. That's what's making you feel inadequate is you have this incorrect, completely false belief that you're going to miss out on something or that you're like, you're missing the timeline or people are going to forget about you. I have watched, like I've been in this, I've been in the online space since 2008. Okay. Watching people. And there's a lot of women who have come and go. And there's a lot of people who are there. And I've seen people take two or three years off and come back. And when you have a quality product, when you have a quality message, when you're showing up authentically for the right reason, it won't miss you. It won't. I promise. Like if I could just get everyone to hold that in their heart, you are not going to miss out on anything. Nothing is going to skip you by. You can step out of the water, off of the boat, onto the shore for two, three, four years and get right back in it. You always, always, always can. And, um, like stay, like do what feeds you, especially I feel like that's the other pressure of social media, like this content creation, do what works for you. Please, please just make it work for you. Forget about the algorithm, forget about what all of the experts, which 90% of them are not even experts, <laughs> just do what works for you in that season. Like if it makes you feel good, like I love creating content. I love talking to people. I love like, there's what I, I know what to do. I yeah, I do know what to do when it comes to content marketing. I have the experience and the results to prove it. I can't do it right now. I just can't do it right now. And you know what? My business is growing slower than I wish it would, right? It's growing slower than I wish it would, but I'm also not willing to give up this time when my kids are really, really little. And quite frankly, I, I'm glad I didn't realize it at the time, but like when the kids were little, there was not childcare available. My mother-in-law is beautiful and wonderful and she'd watch the kids for me, which I highly appreciate. Um, and I used to go to the sale barn in, um, Ogallala, which is south of us. And I would work one day a week. So, cause it gave me like something to do outside of, you know, sitting around at home. But, and while it drove me crazy, cause I was like, if I just had childcare, I would be able to go so much faster in my business, but I'm so glad I didn't like, that was also like God just watching out for me because I had no idea how much I'd like being a mom. Like I had no idea how important it would be to me. Like, right. it's crazy. So I just like, if you're in that season right now, just chill and join Cowgirls Over Coffee when it opens. Um, not that I'm biased or have ulterior <laughs> motives. But no, no it's I think that's really, great advice for this. Yeah, really, exactly. Because you're going to be with these women who are going to continue to tell you to just sit your butt down and it will be fun. And you can still be in that. You can still be in that atmosphere. And like, you don't have to join Cowgirls Over Coffee to do this. Get on Instagram. Take responsibility. Like that's my, this is my other soapbox. Take responsibility to build friends around you. Be a freaking good friend and you will have good friends and like seek those people out. So you, they're going to remind you that this is a season and you're going to look back on it and it's going to be like, you know what? I took some time off. I loved it. And then I jumped right back in and I kicked butt at my business. You know, we talk about, there's always examples of like Vera Wang who didn't get discovered till she was like 41 or 43 or something like that. Like there's all the time in the world. And right. Healthcare is getting better and Botox is getting better and you can live and look great to be like, you know, 125 exactly. years old. So you have all the time in the world, like just chill your britches and it's all good. Like I love that. And then on top of going on social media and finding your community, I think there is such, it's the most underrated thing you can do to like create 
the right kind of like motivation in your life is to follow the right people and the right accounts. Because how many accounts do we just like hate follow? Or we follow and we're like, oh my gosh, this person always makes me feel so bad about myself because they pack their kid a lunch with like cut out dinosaur bell peppers and like (laughs) cheese squares and like they film it every day. And this TikTok account makes me feel bad because their house is always clean. It's like follow those accounts that give you fulfillment of like, okay, this person has a very similar lifestyle to me. They're going through the same thing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's so important that like, and that's the nice thing about social media. We can curate our feeds and like who we're following to create a positive space. Absolutely. And I'm going to say tough love on that too. Like just because someone has a clean house, that shouldn't make you feel bad. Like let's, let's reframe your brain a little bit. Okay. She has a clean house and you don't. So what? So what? She also probably doesn't get the same fulfillment in another part of her life that you do. And even if she does, let's say we look at a woman and she, let's say she has the perfect life. She has a great marriage, great kids. She has all the time in the world. She's got a business. Like she's crushing it. Guess what? If it's possible for her, it's possible for you. Oh, I love this. For her, it's possible for you. Like I, like you don't, oh, it just drives me crazy. Like the whole social media comparison thing drives me freaking bananas. And I think part of it is because part of my brain doesn't understand it. Like I will see, like I would love, I don't have air conditioning in my house. My house is super old. Bugs come in my house all the time. It drives me crazy. But just because I see a gorgeous brand new house that I don't feel bad about it, that my house is making me feel bad. Not that Instagram account. Like it's, but you know, I know that I'm working and we'll get there, you know? And in the meantime, I'm just going to pray for a really deep freeze. So all the flies die. Right. So <laughs> I, I just really want you to reframe that around, like not you personally, but like, Oh you, no, a hundred percent. You, the, the listeners. listeners. Yes. <laughs> it's like, please, please see it as the opportunity because we are like, everyone who listens to this podcast has that fire. Like, that's why, like, I know you have that fire. I know you have that drive. And as long as you have the fire and the drive, you're going to make those things happen for you. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. And if there's circumstances coming up, because I can tell you when things haven't worked out for me, um, it's because I needed to learn something. Like I was definitely not prepared for it. Like I had to develop so much of a thicker skin. Like if I had people say mean things to me on the internet three years or five years ago, I would have just crawled under my table and cried. Right. Right. Because I wasn't ready for that. So just know that when a circumstance comes up, that's really crappy. And trust me, we all have them. I was like, like, this is not the perfect life. We have family drama. We have ranch drama. We have like the bills that I'm like, well, crap, how are we going to pay? Like that is all happening. And I love, I like to talk about that. Like, and I think that's an art too, of like sharing, sharing that part of your story on social media without making it like, I feel like there's either the people who are like very hush hush about any of their problems or they're the people that are like airing the dirty laundry and you're like, holy, I'm just here to like eat the popcorn by the dumpster fire. Yikes. Um, So, I mean, let's just all know, can we just generally have an understanding? Let's all make a pact that everyone has crap in their lives that they're dealing with. Everybody has, and we don't have to talk about it because not everyone processes it the same way. And it doesn't mean you're inauthentic and it doesn't mean she's inauthentic because they're not talking about it all on social media, right? It just means that we all process things a different way. And because we are humans, we are humans, dynamic humans with dynamic circumstances, with dynamic relationships, we all have crap we don't want to be dealing with. That's hard for us. And so if we can just accept that, like as a truth, then you can look at someone's beautiful home and just be like, what a beautiful home. I bet like she loves that home. And someday I'm going to have that kind of home. Or I love that she makes those lunches and someday I'm going to make those lunches for my kids or my grandkids or my nephews or whatever. Like it will, if you want it, it will come. 
I mean, yeah. if you want to and work for it, you know, want it and work for it, it will come. You Sorry, have such – no, you have, like, <laughs> the that. coolest insight. Like, you have such a cool insight and such a good mindset. And I feel like people can learn so much from this stuff, which is, like, go join cowgirls over coffee. This is insane. I feel like right. there, you can learn so much from this. So I have a question about, like, so cowgirls over coffee, do you have any, like, particular – like stories of individuals or just like things that you remember of like opportunities that your group has brought to members? Like, have there been any crazy success stories or like crazy stories of, the, of any in certain individual or something being like, this brought me this or this brought me this kind of thing? Anything off the um, top of your head? I don't have any like crazy success stories. I wish I did. Someday I will have those crazy success stories. I know it. Oh, we're um, all getting there. <laughs> but really like it's the what never ceases to amaze me is the women that show up and they're like, they're just like, I didn't know what I needed. I, like it, it, everyone's joins with like a hesitancy. I feel like, well, and also we started this in May of last year, like the official, like the official membership part of it. Right. And like, they weren't really sure what to expect. So also I'm like, thank you to all my early members who were super badass and joined because right. they didn't like, it was very ambiguous. And that's how, like, I was like, here's how it is. And it's kind of evolved along the way. And everybody's like, so many people have hung on through the whole thing, but people are always saying how, like, we have people like that have made actual real friendships. Like, and that is my goal. And I always tell people follow each other on Instagram. Like, I'm not like, I don't want to keep you like you must pay me in order to be friends with these people. No, right. that's horse crap. I want you to connect. I want you to share. And like one thing I will say, one of our, our team members, Leanna, she actually lives in the same small town as I do. And I'm very lucky to have her with me because she helps keep my squirrels like in order. And, um, she, we had sprints this past summer, which is something that we experimented with inside of the membership. And so they had very specific tracks and they were small groups and we did a health, a home and a hustle business sprint. And Lana and Megan Gates ran the home sprint and everyone in there totally bonded. And the purpose of their sprint, they decided was to like declutter by the end of the summer. And so they were texting each other like pictures of the ugliest closet in their house of their dirty junk drawers as they were decluttering things. And they totally bonded over this and they still talk like they are still super, super close over that. And so that's really what I feel cowgirls over coffee brings is the opportunity to truly connect with your people. Like you're not going to be besties with 200 or 300 people that are inside of the membership, right? But you can be besties. You're going to find your people there. I really believe that. I mean, that's, I guess that is the biggest takeaway. And my biggest like win is that that is possible. Right. Your genuine, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Your mission with this has just been relationship, community, connection. That's awesome. Like it's just your goal is to bring people together and you're doing that every day. That is totally amazing. I love this concept. Like I've, like I said, I've been following you for a minute and I've been like considering like, what is this? Like, what are, what kind of is this thing? And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, you have me convinced. Sold. <laughs> I just have to talk to every single person for 20 minutes and let them listen to my random rambling. Well, here you go. This is the podcast. If right? anyone is considering joining this, just come listen to this. You'll be sold. Um, Fia, this has been like such a cool interview. You have so much information and I'm obsessed with it. But the last question I kind of want to ask, and it's something that we ask every single guest on the podcast is what is the biggest takeaway or something that someone can learn from your story? Oh, from my story. What is the biggest takeaway you could learn from my story? Don't quit. Don't 
don't quit. And that sounds so cliche, I know, but don't quit and never settle. Like don't quit and never settle. And that doesn't mean necessarily like, rawr, don't quit, never settle. That means like sometimes that is just like moving super slow, like a little bitty turtle and resting, like not quitting. I feel like we don't take enough time to rest. So like rest, rejuvenate, question yourself, check in with yourself. Like it's just be, be so present. Like you have, you are the center of your universe. You are literally the center of your universe. Everything in your life revolves around you, right? So make sure you're knowing yourself, make sure you are cultivating friends around yourself, make sure you're feeding your own spirituality, you know, make sure that you are digging deep, you know, what you believe, why you believe it, what you want to do, why you want to do it. You're constantly learning. And that helps you to not quit. Like, Whenever you feel like quitting, come back to you and be like, okay, what do I need to work on on myself? Like just put blinders onto the rest of whatever is distracting you because it's just trying to keep you outside of your purpose. And as long as you keep going, don't worry about like where it is you're going. Like you don't have to look up like the little turtle. He cannot see all the way hundred miles in front of his distance, right? Like just be a little turtle with your head close to the ground and just keep going and trust that you're going to get exactly where you need to be because you know yourself, you have a really good heart and you're always going to keep trying. Like, just don't, don't, but I hate settling. Don't no mediocrity. Eh. I love it. This is, <laughs> this is amazing. That was a good answer. No, that's perfect. And it, I, I love this. No, people are going to get so much value from this. And the mediocrity thing, it's so true. It's like, we need to hold ourselves to a certain standard. And when you're, and not quitting is a way to do that because when you're just giving up on things that mean so much to you, that's a way to just settle of like, okay, well, I'm not meant to do big things, which we are all meant to do big things mm-hmm. and we all are capable of doing big things. Yes. Thea, this and- has been the coolest interview. I'm obsessed Thank with you. it. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank so you. much for coming on. Any last words you want to plug where we can find all the things and find all of your socials and your website, Duh. all that stuff. Duh, I want to plug. Um, Cowgirls Over Coffee, all one word at Cowgirls Over Coffee on Instagram. Also, you know, cowgirlsovercoffee.com. You can follow me. I'm Thea Does The Things. It's like Thea.Does.The.Things. That's my personal Instagram if you want to follow along. We will have a challenge starting in January. We're not currently open, but you can join the wait list. Um, and then we will be opening the membership again in March. But we have some other fun things going on that you can get in on. I'm working on a journaling challenge and a few other things. So like you want to dip your toes in and kind of see what it's all about. Um, and you could also DM me anything. DM me a question, whatever. DM me, email me. It's all there. You, you I love it. And Larson, can, I'm online. can confirm that she will reply because when I, you know, you, you see like a follower count on certain people and you're like, oh, they're not even going to see my message. And when I messaged you asking to have you on the podcast, I was like, oh, she responded. So can confirm. Thea responds. I do. Now, sometimes it's a few days. And like, if I leave you on red, it's not because I, I'm not trying to leave you on red. I just probably got interrupted and somebody need a snack or a cow got out or something. And maybe I'll get back to you in a week or two, but just don't feel like you're going to bug me either. Ping me back. Keep pinging me. I am distracted easily, as y'all now know after listening to 30 minutes of me rambling. I'm obsessed. Well, Thea, (laughs) thank you so much for being on. You guys, make sure to subscribe to the Women in Western podcast. And we have new episodes every single Wednesday. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, have a great week. 